Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. As always, it's fantastic to have you along. It's uh, always a pleasure and um, never ever do we a leader manager coach take anybody's time for granted so thank you very much for your time in uh, involving yourself with leader manager coach where we share knowledge wisdom insight information to help you on your journey as a leader a manager a coach whether that's in the beautiful game whether that's in another sport or in life because as we say on leader manager coach so often so many of the philosophies, so many of the skills, so many of the attributes, so many of the facets that we discuss and put forward are transferable to many, many walks of life. All right, in this episode, I'm going to talk about the second the second set of information, if you like, from a book by Henry Nowen. Or the information is by Henry Nowen, and um, it is so applicable to coaching and so applicable to leadership. So here we go. What is amazing in all of the success literature that you come across and all of the philosophies that you read is that one fundamental that seems to run through almost everything is that if you really want to achieve a level of success, which includes happiness, of course, you have to be yourself. You have to be authentic to yourself. And Nowen talks about a situation where he was brought face to face with the real person who he was. So all the facets that we have the false selves that we have, the identities, the badges, the positions, what people say about us, what it says on our, on our office door, the car we drive, when all those things are not important and irrelevant and ineffectual, how are we with our real self? And yes, this could be considered a deep subject but now and says that it is oh so ultimately freeing to come to that state where you really 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 truly know yourself and accept yourself and that everything else all the bits that go on top of that are just superficial and you recognize that and in his case, it was working with and living with a group of handicapped people who not only didn't know who he was, they had never heard of him, they couldn't care less about what he'd done in the past. And it was that experience of being with those people who didn't care about social media numbers, didn't care how many books he's written, didn't care how many 
great speeches he'd given, how many people he'd led. All that was irrelevant. The only thing that was relevant was, who are you now here with me? And that is so powerful. Number two, as leaders, as managers and coaches, we have to create successful groups of people. We have to lead and we have to create cultures or facilitate the creation of cultures and environments. And one of the things that Nowen encourages us to do is to create a home. Create a home for your players, for your athletes, for your people. A place that just makes them feel at home. One of my great coaching friends said to me, or reminded me, that it's not what you do for people, it's not what you say to them, it's how you make them feel. And if you, as a leader, can make your people feel when they're in your company and when they're in your culture, your organisation, that they are at home, then you will have achieved something. Next one. Here's a biggie, particularly in professional sports, particularly in the macho, ego-driven, insecure world of professional sport, but it will also relate to business. We often come across people who we resonate with and who may need our help or our guidance or people we want to do, we want to coach, we want to work with and whatever relationship that is. Now one reminds us, do not fear the depth of connection or the depth of love, as he calls it, that may be required. You know, we often stand at arm's length, keep people at arm's length, maintain boundaries for certain reasons that are appropriate, of course, and necessary, there has to be respect, there has to be hierarchy, and there has to be order if things are to be successful in the long term. But that doesn't mean that connection and a depth, a strong depth of connection isn't possible. And this is backed up by ex-professional sports people, in my humble opinion. If you go and ask them who was the greatest influence on their career, they will often tell you a certain person and it will often be, the addendum to that will be that they had a depth of connection that went above and beyond the norm. So do not be afraid of developing close relationships. Obviously appropriateness is absolutely paramount, but do not be afraid. Next one. Now one reminds us, as the Stoics remind us, that we are going to come across people who will take from us, who will ask of us, who will demand of us, who will draw from us. Now one reminds us to, as leaders, to give freely. Give freely. I believe it was Martin Luther King who coined the phrase, how may I serve? Maybe I'm wrong in that but it's a beautiful one anyway. How may 
I serve? If you're a leader, that is the question you could do worse than to live your leadership life by. How may I serve? Give and give and give and give. And if you believe in the law of compensation, then you will have no concerns about your position and what will come back to you. Next one. We've kind of touched on this before, but now and reminds us that only great things, things of value, things of meaning, and things that last are built on community and cooperation. And it is our job as a leader, manager, or coach to create that community, whether we create that home environment, as he talked about, and how we facilitate that group of people into a functional body that achieves whatever it is we are aiming to achieve. The Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful, and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport, and life. Leader, manager, coach. For the game. For life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Now, next one in contrast to that. What now and reminds us and this reminds me of what a guy called Charlie Tremendous Jones says in um, in a book that I read many years ago leadership is lonely and if you are not prepared to be cut adrift not prepared to be crucified at some level not prepared to be put out to dry and sent away to mull over your own thoughts and wander your own path at times considering the position and many things that are going on, then leadership is probably not for you. And what now reminds us is that, look, do not be scared of this loneliness. Just turn it into solitude. All the great leaders tell us that They had to withdraw from the madding crowd. They had to have their time, their sanctuary, their place away from it all. To think, to mull over, to visualise, to consider, whatever you want to call it, to pray if you like. Whatever it is that constitutes your time when you are alone. And if you cannot do this, if you are frightened of it, If you shy away from it, there will be something missing from your leadership abilities. Because it is this part of your life, this part of your practice, that is so valuable. And I will just give you a couple of examples from the world of football. If you read the books about Pep Guardiola, Maybe he does it now, maybe he doesn't. But when the books were written, he used to spend the night before a game or the previous night to that locked away in a little room for up to three hours at a time. Studying, mulling over, considering, analysing, thinking, planning.
planning. That was his solitude. If you read the amazing book, Red or Dead, about the late, great Bill Shankly, Bill would be sitting up at night time at his kitchen table with his little black book and his pen and his salt and pepper pots and his teacups, considering formations, wondering about players, analyzing the game. That was Shankly's solitude. You also need solitude. Next one. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. I heard a, a very successful financial guy in business yesterday say that if he could have his time again, he would have got more good, skilled people into his businesses earlier because he recognized that he wasn't so good at doing all the things he did. So we all need good people. And you will be great at some things. And you need to claim that greatness. Now it reminds us that we need to claim that greatness and not brag about it, not, not put other people down and compare ourselves to them, but not hide our light under a bushel. Show your strengths, give your strengths to your people and bring in others who can compliment you and be not afraid of that. The next one, if you have any, any idea about being great as a leader, you're going to have to deal with people. And again, as aligned with Ryan, what Ryan Holiday writes about so much in the Stoic philosophy, now and reminds us we are going to have to deal with what we consider and who we personally consider difficult people, challenging relationships, attitudes, people, situations that push our buttons, that challenge us, that make us feel an array of different emotions. This is going to happen probably on a daily basis, de dependent upon the degree and the intensity of your situation. As a leader, you have to learn to deal with this, live with it, and facilitate the change around it. It is a fact of life. And even with those people, you have to find a way of managing it. And as he says, giving unconditional love even though they are stepping on your toes. Next one. We just talked about claiming your greatness. Nowen says that there is nothing more attractive than somebody who is secure in their own life. Think about the people that you are attracted to from a personality point of view, you find them inspiring to be around, they're great to be with, whatever it is. There's probably a strong element of security in there in the fact that they are being themselves. They are being true to who they are. They are secure in their beingness. They are probably not concerned or overly concerned with what other people think about them. They may be ambitious. Yes, they may consider their actions and be considerate people but they are who they are and 
take me as I am, love me for who I am, like me for who I am, but this is the way I'm doing it. And if you want to come along on the journey in the party, all the better. If not, no problem. It is having that security. And one of the things, again, when you talk to people who've been successful in, in sport is, and certainly for me, if I've spoken to ex-players, they say that they were inspired and attracted to certain managers who had this amazing belief in themselves. They felt secure, the manager felt secure in who they were, how they went about things, what they did, and the way they wanted their teams to play. They wanted that the way they wanted their clubs run, and they were totally committed to that. And they were on track and were secure in who they were. And that kind of thing only comes from some of the work that we've talked about before in terms of being yourself and finding out who it is you really are. There's, there's When I was going through coaching courses, and some of you who've been through coaching courses may, may resonate with this, you see many coaches, and I've probably, seen, probably watched hundreds of different coaches, coach sessions, and you'd see a really iconic coach educator, maybe like Dick Bates, maybe like Steve Rutter, Jeff Pike, anybody you'd like to mention. And you think, wow, that's fantastic. They've done that really well. That's great how they produced that, created that, brought that out of that. And then you go and try and reproduce that and you can't because you can only be yourself. And so much of it sometimes is people's personalities, people's ways, people's strengths, people's weaknesses, and their way of doing it and relating to people, relating to their subject and relating to the world. And you will have your own unique way. And when you find your own unique way, that will be the magic. You can take little tips and tricks and observations and you can mirror people and, 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 and really can learn from great. You really can. Don't get it wrong. Don't let me say, don't un misunderstand me. I'm not saying you can't learn from great people. Of course you can. But ultimately, you take that on board and you put it into your own being and you be yourself. That is where your strength is. And related to that, in being that great leader and talking about relationships is, now and talks about when you are secure in yourself as that person, you develop great and deep relationships with people. And the way you do that is you create space for them. You allow space for them. And he talks about this as being one of the most difficult things to do in relationships, creating space for people. It's not about being overburdening and too close and too controlling and micromanaging. In fact, that turns people off, it pushes them away, and it's the complete opposite. It's not about being disinterested, being absent, being vacant. It's about the midline, if I can call it the midline. It's about being present, present in the situation as who you are, being fully present, and allowing people in, allowing them to make mistakes, allowing them to play, 
do their bit, to do their best, being there for them, being that light, being that inspiration, but also allowing them to come and to go, allowing that freedom. And that kind of goes across all relationships, doesn't it? That freedom. None of us like to be controlled. None of us want to be imprisoned and watched over, but we all like that secure, safe place, that sanctuary, that person, that individual who we can be ourselves with and we know that we can trust and they trust us. The next one, which is a great one, is that you need to allow your people, your players, your family and friends, even the business associates, a freedom to fail. Now, this is a big statement in professional sport. It's also a big statement in things like business where decisions cost millions of pounds in sport, where decisions cost points and can cost millions of pounds if teams get relegated and so on and so on. But it's the principle that we're talking about, allowing people the freedom to fail. If you do not allow them them the freedom, then you are controlling them with a stick and it is fear-based leadership. Fear-based leadership will get you so far. I don't believe that people make mistakes on purpose and professional sports people, people who are in business and are committed to processes, do things and do not do it to fail. And people make genuine mistakes. That is what we're talking about, that freedom to be who you are. Coming to the last couple, don't forget, despite all this, things may not always work out as you want. In fact, believe the Stoics and that the majority of what you do will not always work out the way you wanted it, in the time frame you wanted it, and the way you imagined it. But as Bill O'Brien used to say, aim for the eagle, bag the pheasant, and don't eat crow. If you start off and aim somewhere, you will get somewhere and you work from that point. But in all this, you will still need to protect your own sanctuary, as Henry Nouwen calls it, your own mind, your own thoughts, and you will still need to find that solitude, find that time, because overwhelm, overwork can easily take over any situation and no matter what there needs to be a balance and finding that balance and maintaining that balance is not an easy thing particularly in this 20 21st century you know the demands on our time are great the demands on our mind and our attention are even greater we have to learn to protect our minds and our own in a sanctuary. And the last thing that Henry Nouwen talks about, and I've talked about it before, and it's just a method of doing that, is he talks about the power of solitude, time away, and for some, like we talked about with Eknath Yaswaran, the power of meditation. Now, whatever it is you do to learn to control your own mind, to manage your own emotions, to keep your physiology intact. Whether it's time away, whether it's with your family, whether it's 
alone or whether it's in a regular meditation practice or whatever it is for you, you will need something. If you're out there in the tumultuous world of leadership in sport and you are living a life where you have many, many demands, you will need to look after yourself. And now one reminds us that we need to protect our own inner sanctuaries and we need to have that time and that balance. It's what Stephen Covey talked about as sharpening the saw. As he says, if I was going to spend five hours chopping trees down, I would spend three hours sharpening the saw and then two hours chopping the trees. So that's Henry Nowen and that's some great tips for leadership and uh, I hope you get something out of that and I hope it takes you down the right track and even if you can just get one thing out of that that improves your leadership, your management, your coaching, your work life, then I will feel that it's all been worthwhile. As I say many times, if you feel like the information has been of benefit to you on your journey, then please share away and um, any of you, our listeners, if you can give us a review, it uh, doesn't half help with getting the message out there. So I'd be really grateful if you could uh, give us a review. That would be absolutely fantastic. All right. Until next time, catch you later. Bye-bye.